This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning. Here we are live from the laundry room. Bogart is still on assignment. So I'm here with my good friend, Glenn Pipe. No, Glory no, Day. not good friend, associate. So here I am with my associate from Glory Days Sports, where I'm not going to tell you where it is. I'll tell you. 26 Ripley. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So we're going to talk about our life in the laundry room. And uh, you can also catch us on uh, AM 740. And uh, we're going to FM 96.7. Now, you see, if you're downtown... Tell your friends, because sometimes they say, I've heard from a lot of people, I can't get it because of where you live in the city. But we're, we got a call this week from Penetanguishing. I didn't even know we reached Penetanguishing. But we're going to talk today. We're going to have, we're going to be talking uh, uh, Terry Fox run stuff, Canadian tire pro, uh, something that sold for over $250, and it wasn't a tool, York peanut butter, and uh, a number of other things. We've got Rick, we've got the things in your house that are worth more than your house. Um, surprising. We're going to talk about Birch. We're going to be talking about gold and silver. And before that, we're going to give you the phone number to call in. Okay. And I'm going to throw five areas that I always want to talk on, but Paul never gets to, so they get deferred to the next show. But still interested in photos, political items, civil rights items, meteorites, and space stuff. Meteorites. Yeah, yeah. So what, you don't have any meteorites here? No. The phone number to call locally, 416 416- Three six zero zero seven four zero out of town one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. Some of the items we're interested in, obviously, any coins or currency you have, Royal Daltons, pop signs, sports cards, any type of sports memorabilia, beetle items, any type of rock and roll memorabilia, particularly from the fifty-five to seventy-five period. Automobiles, car items. You know they didn't have rock and roll before 1955, did they? Yes, yeah, but I'm given the era. I could have said 95 to 2005. Okay, okay. I gave okay. the era of the most expensive items. Okay. And uh, garden gnomes, that's Paul's area of specialty. He's a, probably world-renowned, I think, on gnomes, aren't you? Yeah, I believe you are. Okay, art, old dolls, statues, uh, costume, jewelry, or regular gold jewelry, obviously cups and saucers, military medals. Prints, vintage clothing, purses, video games, old radios, you name it. If it's old and looks collectible, we want it. So did you give us a phone number? I'll do it again. I did. Oh. Locally, 416-360-0740. Out of town, 1-866-740-4740. Okay. Now, we're also going to meet next week is Thanksgiving. We'll be on the regular time. But this week, you know... Instead of going to one of those big box stores, why don't you go out to my friends at Southworks Antique Mall in Cambridge? If you have to get some silver plate or dishes or something to put around the the uh, uh, table, yeah, or get 
you know, we're not going to have a law gift. Actually, we're not going to. We're not supposed to have people over for Thanksgiving, are we? Uh, six people. Pick your six favorite kids. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just saying there might be things. Now, on the other hand, if you've got silver plate, we're going to talk later on, and you're not using it anymore, we actually do buy it. But Glenn, tell me about this Canadian Tire. I want to know. I know we got Rick on the phone. I'm going to let him wait for half a second because I couldn't believe this. Canadian Tire. You tell me what you sold this week. So I actually sold in the last 12 hours. Okay. A Canadian Tire catalog slash map. In the early days, I suppose they may have had maps before they had the catalog, but in the mid-20s, they started catalogs, and they incorporated with the map. Now, the catalog was just tires, mainly. Yeah. On the back page, it was tires, and the front might have a couple other automotive things. In the middle was the map. And that was the and, Young Street address, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. And so that was uh, 1927. And uh, it doesn't look like anything. You could have it sitting in a pile of papers in your attic basement. I mean, until you really pick it up and fold it out, sometimes you'll even see a stamp on it because they often mail it. Just put the stamp right on the catalog, yeah. and uh, which I believe ours had a stamp on it. And we sold it for over 250 Canadian wow. for that particular uh map. So this is something someone has in their house. And in the basement, he I thought think, it was worth nothing. He was yeah. a piece of garbage. And yeah. then we go, no, no, we can buy those. Well, I say that all the time. Like this week, okay, I'm doing a, we're doing a gentleman's house. It's all sports stuff. And his wife has said he'd like to see the tiles in the on the floor in the basement sometime in the near future. So we're helping clear out the house. But we found a shoebox with $7,000 worth of cards in it that wow. he didn't even know. And this is what happens is that, this is his collection for the last 40 years. People have their collections at home, and they forget about it. Right. Or they don't realize the value of it. I don't know how many times I hear, that old thing, yeah, that old thing's worth $7,000. So he's happy about this. Now, his whole basement's going to be worth probably between twenty dollars and $25,000 worth of uh, uh, memorabilia. So if you need, and he has some great stuff, hockey books, and we're going to be putting them into auction starting probably next week on high bid. We are, um, he's got hockey books, great gifts, and they'll go for not a lot of money. They'll go for more money than the garbage man will give them, but we'll put them into auction, and I recommend we're going to be giving out later on details of how you can bid on this stuff as soon as we have the sale on. But like I said, we found a box, no bigger than a shoebox, $7,000 worth of cards in, minimum 7000 and it would have been thrown out as, you know that old story, my mother threw out my baseball cards, my mother threw out my comic You might cards. remember, we went to a house not too far from here, over off Jane Street, and the guy found in his basement, up on the wood, sort of uh, the rafters of the yeah. basement, was it a finished basement? I remember he found all those tall boys, they were just in a paper bag. Oh, yeah. And probably in today's dollars, it was $20,000 worth of those. It had been sitting there for like 50 years, just up on top of one of the wood slats going across the ceiling. Well, that means while they're sitting up there, nothing bad's happening to them. Right, that's true. And I always say there's more more bad stuff happens to collections in the first 10 minutes that someone discovers it that happened in the last 40 years while it sat up there on... Uh, well, another good thing in a basement is always keep it up off the floor. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're going to have damage, it'll usually be at floor level. We know about talking about hockey. Just wonder one second. You know those York peanut butter glasses? Oh, yeah. Those are worth money. Yeah. 100, 200, 300. Some of the ones like the Detroit. The least ones are worth 100. Then it goes up from there. Yeah, right? but the Detroit guys can be worth up to $2,000. But these were, and I, I told the person, I said, yeah, peanut butter came in. They're about six inches tall. Right. They have a picture of a hockey player on the outside of them. 
And the problem is a lot of people put them in their dishwasher and they fade away. They're in really good shape with no dishwasher. But they don't fade too bad. They're still good, even faded. Like they, It's not like they disappear like sunglasses do. Yeah. So I think you still get 75 to 100 on a faded one, but if you got a mint one. So that's what people have is up in their drawer. And how about a, a, a new old stock with the peanut butter and cap? What would it be worth? I mean, I've never heard of one ever. Five thousand, maybe. Yeah, probably easily that old boxes like that. But we're going to go to Rick. Rick, how you doing there? Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Great. That's great. Uh, we're in full swing of the fall market, Paul. You know, you know what that means, right? That means people have to uh, be on the lookout for agents bearing pumpkins on their uh, front porch. Okay. Um, the hopes that they get their their listing. And possibly not do as good a job as we can do for them for that $5 pumpkin that they're receiving. Um, it's really important, especially with today's market, because things have really improved in the last few months, as you know. And it's really important to get a proper market evaluation. And this is where we come in, Paul. We offer a free market evaluation. Uh, we come out to your home. It's free of charge from my end, you know, and uh, we look at your home and we properly assess the value because there's dangers in overvaluating and there's dangers in undervaluating uh, a home, as you know. But not only do yeah. we evaluate the home, but we also make suggestions of what we can do to improve the value of it. And, you know, you come in with that, Paul. I mean, the, the, the three rules of, of improving the value is declutter, 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 as we always say. Uh, but we do something a little different that uh, other agents don't do, Paul, and that is we offer the other three rules of getting the most money for your house, and that is Exposure, exposure, exposure. So, you know, there's like nine rules if you start counting them. Um, you got too but many at the rules. end of the day, <laughs> go ahead. You got too many rules here, but declutter. Yeah, I got too many rules for sure, you know, and it's hard to keep track of them all the time, but, but each one truly applies. So, you know, I, I think it's really important that uh, we're in a, a great time of the year to be selling your home. You know, going forward, we don't know what's going to happen. But right now, as we speak, it's a great market out there. Uh, so I encourage people to call. Uh, they, I can be reached anytime. Uh, we come in. As you know, we've been getting calls all week for this call. Uh, yeah. We have several appointments lined up for the week, uh, but we always make time for everybody. So um, I'm going to give up my phone number, and I can be reached anytime at 416-258-3972. If people want their home sold and sold for more money, they should give us a call, Paul, or otherwise they can give you a call directly uh, either uh, uh, on your phone or they can call your radio station during the show. Anytime that's convenient for them, they should call. Rick, I got a quick question here. Yeah, I think I know the answer, but I probably we've had some pretty active uh, action on our street for real estate. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. Uh, they're between rebuilds, knockdowns, and then just homes that have been rebuilt being sold. But I probably right. had four flyers dropped at my house today, right. which said. We need somebody who needs to buy your house. Now, right. that's obviously just a marketing technique, right? They Absolutely. don't have anyone. No, not necessarily. Uh, but this is what they do. Uh, they list your home and then they, you know, and people become familiar with their neighborhood uh, realtors. And, you know, they often go with brand recognition. They see the same familiar name every day. That's the person they go with. But more times than not, the buyer comes from outside that circle anyway. Right. So, yes, exactly. they don't necessarily have a buyer for it. Uh, they just want to put it on the market. It, it is a tactic. Uh, another tactic used, used often, and people don't, shouldn't get pulled in by this, is, oh, we, we have a huge team. All that usually means is that uh, less 
uh, attention to detail. And when you call the agent that you want to deal with, they, they, you know, pass you on to somebody else. So right. with us, we give you the personal touch. Uh, we, we often do have the clients for it because we have a huge network. Uh, we reach more people, not just sellers, but buyers as well. So all you need uh, is two. You need two people, one person bidding one price and one person needing to buy, pay more. And then exactly. that person, that's all you need. That's really exposure. That's why we get, I, I would say we get three to 5% more than other, yeah. another agent will get. Not more than the, the listing price for where, you know, when we go on and we say we list it too low to get a higher price. I'm talking right. about, so like that, like a couple of weeks ago, we got right across the street mm-hmm. and 146000 more because That's we right. worked it. We didn't That's just right. put it online and then say, okay, we're going home and Look having a coffee. Best. You right. kept on working on it till it got sold. And if I right. see, um, and people say, that, oh, this guy's working in the neighborhood. I see so many signs. And if there's signs in the neighborhood that the property's not being sold, that's not a good sign. It's a, no, no. Because, you know, uh, often a lot of these people, that's what they do. They just want to list a property and hope somebody else brings a buyer. Uh, with us, there's no hope. Uh, you know that when we're hired to do the job, we work it, as you said, every day. We, we don't go to uh, bed that night without making some contribution to that property. I'm working it. So not only it's sold, but sold for more money. You know, and, and that, like you will never, we don't ask. I saw a sign there, they say exclusive. I said, right. only an idiot would yeah. let his um, uh, house go up to a real estate agent on exclusive listing because mm-hmm. that does limit you. Even as good it as you it. are, Rick, even as good as you are, there, yeah. an exclusive listing means there, the other real estate agents around the city can't don't want to go there. Right, and there are less people that know that you're get the big money. The agent's going to get the big money, but you're not going to get the big money. So we try and give you uh, a transparent, like we're trying to do it honestly, get as much money as we can for your house, price Uh it honestly, and move it up. But the thing we did this week, we sold the house, we took the customers, the client's stuff out, we were selling this excess inventory, excess Uh furniture, we're Uh moving them, Uh okay? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we're moving them. We're That's doing, right. We took all the stress out of selling his house. Now, That's if you right. want stress, don't come to us. But if That's you want right. less yeah. stress in selling your house, <laughs> call me, call you. Thanks, Rick. I'll talk to you later on. Have a great day, guys. Thanks. Okay. So we're also going to be uh, talking about gold and silver. After the break, which is going to happen in about a minute, we're going to give out the phone numbers. Pretend we're a call-in show. Is there anything else? Do you need a coffee? Or, uh... No, no, no. Okay. Locally, 416-360-0740. By the way, i got a word of advice for anyone out there. Do not take an unpaid intern's job. <laughs> okay, so stay away from those if you can. And out of town, call 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back with more calls and the golden silver prices. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. 
Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Okay, here we are back in the lot, live from the laundry room. And I know people are not out there gardening today. It's not that nice a day out there. And next week is um, Thanksgiving. Yes. No, no, but the, do, in the laundry room here, do we get served the nice turkey meal, or how does it work? And not, not unless you bring it with you. Okay. On uh, that last couple of weeks ago, we had the Terry Fox run, and I didn't realize that uh, Glenn that you enjoyed. You collect Terry Fox yes, stuff. Yes, by all means. Do you so have his can autograph? I give, can I give a little plug? Yeah, do you have his autograph? I do not have his autograph. Who is autograph be worth? Well, it depends what it's on, obviously, but you're probably looking at five, $600 and up. And if it's on a great item, it could be worth thousands. Wait a minute, wait a minute. But, okay. And he, he signed a lot when he did his Marathon of Hope back in 1980 and went across the country. In fact, he ran right by my bar. I owned a bar, and we were all outside yeah. watching him run by. And he didn't get an cheering. Well, he, he's running. You're not supposed to go up to him and stop him from the run. But uh, he did sign, like he went to Nathan Phillips Square. It was a big event afterwards, every town. Because originally he was going straight across Trans-Canada Highway, but, of course, he took a loop down yeah. to southern Ontario. And really, up until then... The run wasn't that famous. It's really southern Ontario to put on the map. It was known. Yeah. But when they started seeing crowds here, 100,000, 200,000 people, then they realized it's a big event. Unfortunately, only got the Thunder Bay afterwards. What kind of items? Wait a minute. What kind of items? Okay, so the stuff that I collect, and, yeah. that, you know, I, I pay top dollars, so we don't even have to uh, go through someone else on this. They, they can sell to us, and we'll, we'll pay the top, because I okay. actually collect these items. But. Things that I've collected. Well, first of all, just recently, they put out a 40th anniversary shoe. They okay. did this once before. It's the old famous Adidas with the three yeah. stripes. They put his map in the sole. Yeah. So those sold out within seconds, all of the run. I don't know, really? several thousand. And now you see them all up for $400 each. Now, I have the 25th anniversary shoe. was the yeah. first one they did. And it's worth a bit more. It was sold much cheaper at the time. But... Any of the stuff, the stuff I really like, obviously the van got sold back in 07, which now tours various car shows. It's very okay. famous. It was, uh, the van was lent to them. It was a Ford Econ line. Then it lent to them by a dealership, a Ford dealership. They got it back at the end of the run. They sold it. Families had it for 20 years. And then somebody bought it in 06, 07. Uh, Ford refurbished it for them. And it's been out on tour, which would be the item because it was so famous with that sign on it, had writing on it. Yeah, but okay, that's from the time period. Wouldn't items from Terry Fox Run be more famous for when he was running? Yes, that's than, what I'm talking about, the Marathon of Hope. Yeah, then after the subsequent the, runs, there's lots out there, but they reproduce it all the time. So got it. the subsequent runs, like a 10th anniversary, the Mints brought out a bunch of things, as you know. They're made in huge quantity, millions. Okay, and Terry Fox, he's ranked. As often as the most famous Canadian in history, in fact, it's him and is it Tommy Douglas, the father of Medicare? They're considered yeah. the two most famous. Keeper Sutherland's uh, grandfather. Okay, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, the things I collect of Terry Fox are anything from the first run, the Marathon of Hope. They had stickers. They, they would give these out, and then yeah. you would make a donation. 
uh, pinback buttons. Okay. The old T-shirts. Obviously, I'm not going to get a shirt that he wore, but that was sold to the public. What would that be worth? Um, if it's in nice shape but not worn, like a lot of times yeah. people from rock concerts put shirts aside, I'd say you'd probably get five or $600, but you need to get the right provenance. you got to know the tagging is correct and all that because people do that's not. That's even more than that. that. You say about being famous. So that's like I know you collect rock tour T-shirts. Yes. And they're worth money. Yes. People have them in their base. They wore right. them that night. Brought them home, never wore them again. And so often like, didn't wear them that night. Yeah. But yes, exactly. Okay. So that's this, this kind of stuff. This is stuff you have in your base. You wouldn't even yeah. think. You know, some, and I'm, so many people met him during that marathon. Oh, millions and millions of people came out to his event. So it was just a matter of, did you buy something? I think they sold stuff out of the van, like some collectibles. But all those items are worth money. I mean, and original photos, a lot of people, and we buy these, and we want to touch yeah. on photos later in the show. But people are along the marathon, and they took out their Instamatic or whatever camera they had in the day, 35 millimeter, and took photos. Those are very good original photos. In fact, they just picked up this week three photos taken from the stands of him throwing out the first pitch at the Blue Jay game. They brought him in that night oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to throw out the first pitch. And those are collectible. Just be- Now, there was an official photographer on the field. He maybe has better pictures. He may have made 10,000 yeah. copies of those. We don't know. But these are private people that just had their own personal photos. So people's parents or their uncles or aunts may have taken photos of this that are just sitting around in albums, but they're quite collectible. You know, this is bringing me back to just a time that was better than it would than now. You know, the Marathon of Hope and just everything yeah, that happened. Yeah, I just I, I just had a little chill go up my body when I remember about throwing out the first well, pitch. Well, the doors open here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. No, but throwing out the first pitch, and I said, that's where our show was about, the memories and uh, what yeah, people sure. have and if, when you want to get rid of them. And that's what makes it collectible. Yes. That I didn't. I actually didn't put think of you as a Terry Fox collector. But now, and I learned something today. Hey, that's that's unusual. Can we go to one quick call? Okay. Yes. We've got Don in Flamborough. Don, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead. Okay. Love your show. I listen to it every Sunday. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, I'm just down the road from I think uh, Paul's buddy up Highway Six there. Clapperson. Oh, Clapperson's Corners. Yeah, that's Ron. Don, my name is. Yeah, but your buddy oh, no, is Ron. His name is Ron. Go in there, ask for a deal. Say you came in and I told you get you get a twenty percent off anything. Right on. Run fast. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> hey, Don, I grew up. The reason that. I'm calling is uh, I found this. Uh, I call it a statue or whatever of a dog named Rin Tin Tin. Oh yeah. I'm sixty four and I don't remember the show. Yeah, I think it was on before the Littlest Hobo. Yeah, no, well, yeah. And, and you had Lassie. I think Lassie preceded. Yeah, Lassie was another one. This one's a shepherd, German shepherd. And it has Rin Tin Tin on like a sort of a mountain and the dog standing up, big, big long ears. And that it's was, sort of, I don't know if it's made out of chalk or plaster, but it's pure oh, white. Oh, okay. These are given away at the fair. You had um, yeah. things like uh, Shirley Temple, Rin right. Tin Tin. You could win them at one uh, of the carnival win them games. Because it didn't cost a lot of money, and um, they didn't break that fast. They break after the years. But probably a Rin Tin Tin will get you 25 to $30. A lot of you have forgotten about it. Right. Actually, in the show today, in about a minute, I'm going to get my dog story going to be combined with a gold story, but it's a dog story. Because I'm a dog person. I love 
the, I've got a Husky. The TV show Rin Tin Tin was in the 50s, of course, it started, yeah. and that was actually the fourth Rin Tin Tin because the first one was in a movie in 29. Really? So if you had stuff that predates the TV, it's worth even more because there was some Rin Tin Tin movies. I didn't even know. Time, okay. But, uh, it's definitely good. But you're talking about Flamborough. I used to go to the Flamborough racetrack to see the stop cars there all the time. Oh, yeah, right on, yeah. Yeah, it's still open, I believe, isn't it? It is. I I don't know about the crowd thing with this new COVID yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. No, we're we're changing. Good Lobby, memories. Lobby. Good memories. Yeah, yeah. Thanks and, for the call. Okay, thank, thank you. you very much. Now I want to tell my goals. Okay. okay, a friend of mine. Okay, this happened in Hamilton, your hometown. Uh, a person who had to just bought a house. It was a young couple, and their dog took sick right right after they bought. They bought the furniture and all that. So they went to a local dealer out there, okay? What, to buy a new dog? No, no. The, the dog, is, is they have to have an operation on that day, okay? Oh, okay. This happens to me being a nice person this week. Okay, all right. So they have to have the operation. They went to one of the local big uh, jewelers down there. He spreads the gold out without even looking. He said, I think you got three, 400 there. And then... You know, it was like they said, no, this is not, you're not doing this right, you know. And because they were trying to win. Well, we ended up giving them $980 for the wow. same gold. And one piece wasn't even gold, okay. So, but the thing is that you got to get a second opinion. But their dog's okay now. Right. This is the good thing about right. it. No, start. no, but wait a minute. You've got cats. I've got a dog that if he got sick, I know how distraught I'd be. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just how it is. We all like. The Rin Tin Tin was a perfect segue. Into People it. became closer to their pets during COVID. Yeah. Well, that's for sure. You can't catch COVID off your dog. I know that. But, no, it's just one of those things that um, it was. It, a feel-good story. A feel-good story that we got to do something good for people. And you got to get these second opinions. So we're going to get the gold and silver prices out here for a minute. Okay? I want to get a pen and paper. Make sure they both work. Okay? Gold this week. And this is where I tell people about, and I know I get questions later on in the week. you got to get one of those little kitchen scales. This is part one. If you're going to sell your gold, I want you to be informed. Because these guys that you're going in to see are professional buyers. Okay? Those scales you can even get at dollar stores yeah. now. They've come down so much in price. Yeah, but, yeah, but what my point is we uh, will get the real scale, and we'll, get, we'll measure right up to two, three decimal points. But it'll give you an idea what you have. So you get one of these scales and just put it on there. Now, with 10-karat gold right now, just so you put this in perspective, we're selling, we're buying 10-karat gold at 28.46 per gram. Now, we've had a good week this week, gold, right? Went up again. A little bit, but not that much. Uh, eight, 10, 14-karat gold is 39.85 a gram. I'm going to give you the prices first. We're going to talk about gold and silver in a minute because I believe that people are, if they're informed, they won't, they get a better chance of not getting ripped off. Um, 18 karat gold here is fork is 51.24 per gram. And 22 karat gold is 62.60 per gram. Now, what you're doing there, if 10 karat gold, sometimes will say 10K, if you see that, that means it's 10 karat. 14K, they might have numbers. 14K might have 583. Now, I won't say 10 karat, 14 karat. You'll just say 583 or 585. That is 14 karat gold. 750, you see the mark, 750. Using a little diamond, it's going to be as 18 karat gold as three quarters gold. 
These are the marks. Now, sometimes you say, I can't see that. It's so small. You can take your phone or get your grandkids to take a picture of the mark, and you can expand the mark. This is important to spend an extra 10 minutes on before you sell your gold. I can't overemphasize this because I know there's one of those places that are going over. I think Burks, we're going to do the secret shopper on Burks. Burks this week is telling people to come in. The last time they did this years ago, they just hired an outside agency and took a cut. And they, I know they were paying. They were saying they were paying the highest, and we, they just weren't. You know, we I know we pay. Well, there is they're better than the guys down Eglinton on, on Abbey Road and Bath. They're much better than that. But give us, let us, if you've got some, any amount of gold that's over $1,000, even $500, it'll be worth the trip up to see us and give us a second. And, and if someone's having trouble getting the uh, hallmarks or whatever, they could still come to you and even get a first offer from you. Yes. We can guarantee that's going to stand up anyway. Yeah. No, no, we're not one of these places. If you leave and then come back, unless the price of gold changes, we're not one of these places. Oh, once you walk out the door, we're never going to want to deal with you again. I encourage people to get second opinions, okay? you got to ask twice and sell one. Well, you know, I've had quite a bit of gold, and I've sold it all to you. I yeah. mean, obviously, I don't go anywhere else, but I know I'm getting a very fair offer all the time. Well, that's what we're telling people what it is. But the, the idea of doing that little scale thing is not it's not rocket science. And if you've got 100 grams of gold, you're going to have some serious money on your hands here. Now, silver... Is 75 cents a gram. Silver did take a little bit of a jump. This jump uh, went down a bit. And silver dollars, we're paying $16 per dollar. And we also buy the 800 silver. Okay. Now, we also have, if you're buying and selling gold bars, we have gold testers that will test out your bar. Okay. They're, they're, they're worth about $1,150. We do have them in stock. They work great. There's an online video of how to use them. But you can test your gold between, uh, and even do it while it's still in the plastic. Now, one question on, yeah. um, you say you pay 16 on silver dollars. What what was the peak? Like, what's the most you've ever paid? 20, oh, uh, when it was 50, it was going to be... Uh, Did it get to $20? Yeah, 20, you know, we paid 21 two weeks ago, three years right. ago. So but not that high. Yeah, but 11 we're years. We're still ago. very close to the yeah. high, even at 16. So. No, no, 10 years ago, we were paying 35. For how long? For weeks. Yeah, okay. Well, you just asked me. I'm just okay. telling you. So it's on this as well, and you also want to be very, if you're going to buy gold, please, please, please. Like I, I'm going to talk about the 2020 gold, and people say, well, I want to buy 2020 silver, doll, um, silver maples or gold maples. And they're willing to pay, like, we're right now, we sell maples at uh, $39. And my neighbor, who's selling 2020 maples, or was when I saw the last ad, they were selling for $43. So that is $4 more for a 2020 maple. Now you say, oh, that's special. It's not special. In 2021, which is how, when is it, when, what's going to happen three months from now? We're going to be in 2021. I don't think too many people are going to collect 2020. This hasn't been the best year for most people. No, but people want to we'll pay extra for it. Silver is silver. Gold is gold. Please ask these questions. Don't get bamboozled. Oh, it's 2020 silver. I should pay more for it. No, this is not true. You should not pay more for 2020 silver or 2020 gold. Just because it has that date on it, they're probably making more of it this year than any other year. I'm just saying, but people get, oh, 
like, because we were selling, I had a customer this week, and says, oh, I bought the 2020 Silver Maples. You paid? Well, yeah, yeah, because they're 2020s. I asked him, what's going to happen in 2021? I said, they're going to be old maples, which is what I'm selling you right now for $39. Guess what? Which is a better deal? Okay. So we're going to go to uh, Marianne, same uh, name as your lovely wife, Paul. We have Marianne calling from Burlington, who has an old table lamp. Yes. Um, Hello. Good morning. Um, Good morning. I have this old table lamp, and I'm just wondering how old it might be. It's, um, I'm just trying to see here. No, it's, it's, um. Oh, you know what we got? Okay. Oh, no, no, it's, on the socket, it says, on the light socket, and it's quite old, and it's, I haven't got my glasses on. Okay. It says, um, Ontario, Toronto Art Lamp Limited, and it's saying about that this is approved by the Hydro Commission to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it's, um. 1940s, 1950s. Okay. Now, there's a couple of things with old table lamps. They do sell. The ones that sell the best, and these are what people have in their basements because they, is what we call mid-century modern. <laughs> 1960s, those ugly lamps, striking they're ugly, you know, with the drip glaze and uh, the pottery and stuff like that. Those kind of lamps sell, and the ones that are made out of cast metal um, with a picture of Mercury, I mean, a, a figure of Mercury or, or a lady, usually in bronze or brass, they will sell, yeah. but they usually have to be rewired because you'll have that old Bakelite plug on it. You'll yeah. have the cord that's wrapped in cloth. Don't touch them. Don't let an expert do this. Don't you do it. And sometimes the reason I'm saying this, don't do it as well. Is some people want them with the original plugs on them. Okay? Well, this one is it's 18th century Staffordshire salt glaze. <laughs> well, Unless this is a cold, unless this is an oil lamp made. No, it's not an oil lamp. It's, it's a table lamp, and it has. Um, I know, but what I'm trying to say here is, electric lamps were invented around 1900. Okay. I can get the exact date by checking, so it can't be any older. But it could than, be the style of one. It, it could, could be, be the style. style. Yes. Yeah. Now, what's happened is a lot of people converted some of the old lamps in because. They were thrifty back then, and they said, I'm not going to throw this lamp out. I'll make a, an oil lamp into an electric lamp, and that happens right, a lot. Yeah. It's called being electrified. But your lamp, without seeing it, there, a it, lot- does it, have a, it doesn't have one of the stained glass or Tiffany-style shades, does it? It doesn't have a shade, no. Oh, okay. What intrigued me was the, the socket, the lamp socket thing. Um, yeah. I was wondering how old it would be. Because I called the company, but of course they're not in business anymore. Probably 75 years, Paul. Yeah. You sent me a picture, I'll tell you what year it's from. But a okay. lot of them, the other lamps that sell are those scenes, like what I call them love scenes, where the court, like four or five people and, uh, or uh, a couple sitting on a bench, and then you've got the lamp after that. They sell for $100, $200. Sometimes your Dresden lamp. There's many different kinds of lamps. We sold a modern lamp, um, you know, signed out of Italy, and it all depends on the signature, for $5,500. It looked like nothing. Well, actually, Mm -hmm. it's a rocket lamp. So let's throw it out, and then I looked at the bottom, and I thought, well, it looks intriguing. Yeah, because it's, it's white and it's got a couple like of pictures of that. Green on it. 
send yeah. a couple of photos to us. To sale. Okay. Here's my email that people can send me pictures. Someone sent me a chair this week that I have to do some investigating with. They send you the chair? Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. An email picture of the chair. Okay, I'll do that. No, all right. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. Bye. Okay. okay. Copy this down, folks who are listening. You can send us listings at sale at torontogoldsilver.com. All one word. Sales, S-A-L-E-S, at torontogoldsilver.com. I'll try and get back to you also every time. Sometimes it takes me a day or two because we are busy. But I'll give you an idea. I can see more by on a picture. And I'll say, yes, this is worth that. And it might surprise you. Like I said, we found a $7,000 box this week. One thing I remember as a kid going to my grandparents, and I see them now at nostalgia shows and that. They're not worth the big money like you're talking about. But were those uh, scenes that were backlit or had a rotating, the heat of the lamp would rotate Niagara Falls go around and stuff. Motion lamps. Those are very collectible. Depending on the scene on them, people really like those. Yeah, Niagara Falls is not good. but Yeah, the motion lamps. But give the numbers out because we are going to go to a commercial and then come back and talk more gold and silver. Okay, locally, 416-360-0740, out of town, 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction held every month is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. SouthworksAntiques.com. Let's make a deal. Here we are back. This is uh, back and live from the laundry room. This is Paul Kenny and Glen Pye at Glory Days, 26 Ripley Avenue, Toronto. Case, uh, Maybe that's Paul a plug. Forgets to mention and it. In case I forget to mention it, or, <laughs> you mentioned your store more than I've mentioned my store. We're at ten thousand three forty one Young Street, uh, up in Richmond Hill. We're still mainly by you know we got a lot of stuff. Do an appointment. There was a lady who came down this week from Algonquin Park, and surprised me. She called me. Call me before you She lives in the park, or she lives in a town near the park? Near the park. It was okay. Minden, Ontario. Okay. But a very nice way. Very nice. We had a lot of fun, actually. But she called on her way down. It was more of a coincidence that I showed up, she showed up, and the store was open all at the same time. It's best to call before you leave the house. And we do two appointments. Okay. I've, got, I've got a quick thing to mention here. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so just this week... I heard two um, sports athletes selling their stuff off. It's kind of interesting, the comparisons here. And, and this is stuff we've touched on in prior shows as well. But Denny McLean yeah. is selling his items off. Oh, now, he's right now, he's been in prison and whatever. And a lot of his better stuff's went, but he needs more money. And his situation, I, now Denny McLean, if somebody didn't know, he got into racketeering yeah. and all this. But 
He's one of the last uh, 31, 30, 31 30 game winners. Yeah. yeah, so uh, the last one that there ever was, probably ever will be now. And uh, so he's selling his stuff, but I suspect in his case, it's because he needs the money. Yeah. Now, somebody else is selling their stuff, and he's uh, late 70s, Johnny Bench. Oh! Perhaps the greatest catcher of all time. And one of the things we've talked about, and Johnny Bench does not need money. He's been very yeah. successful. But he said something that I know we've mentioned. He says, what do you do when you have three kids and you've got two World Series rings? Yeah. You sell them and let them split the cash and everyone's happy instead of the kids fighting over it. And that's part of the reason he's doing it. It's state planning before he's dead to yeah. move some of these items. And then maybe his kids can buy a new house while he's still alive or do something like that with it. They never complain about cash. It's the easiest thing in the world to, to uh, split up is cash. Yeah. I can't overemphasize that. Yeah, Denny McLean. I think I have a story, but I know we got calls. But Denny McLean, I think it was Denny McLean and Mickey Mantle. And um, Mickey Mantle, near the end of his career, they had already wrapped up the season. Right. And uh, he says, Denny told the catcher, tell him that he's going to throw him a fastball right down the middle. Mantle didn't believe him the first one. It was one of his home runs, his last home run. Read the ticket sub to it because he tells that story about, yeah, okay, throw me another one. Like and he wanted just. So he could say he let Mantle hit a home run? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure it was McLean. I'm sure he, McLean, who's the other big, big Detroit pitcher that time? I'm trying. McLean was a big one. Um, pitchers I've no more for K-Line and yeah, players yeah. like that. Uh, no, but I'm they sure North McLean. Rup, they, no, yeah, North no, North Rup, no, uh, they no, they did. He, he says, I'm giving me a fastball down the middle. Nobody believed it. Figured <laughs> he'd get the opposite. He said, that's what he thought. He said, and the catcher said to him, just hit it. Just hit it. That's all there is to it. Can we take a quick call? Yes, okay, okay. Okay, we have Catherine from Toronto, and she's got something we're very interested in. Autographs of music artists. Yeah, hello. hello. Hi, Catherine. Hi, how are you? Listen, I have some autographs. I have one of Jane Fonda. I have one of Bono from U2, and I have one from Mike Lover, the Beach Boys. Are they worth okay. anything? Yeah, so uh, basically, Jane Fonda has signed a lot over her career and being a Hollywood star, they get lots of um, mail and, and sometimes it could be secretarial, but she's not an overly valuable autograph, even though she's a great actress, has a great history in the film world. Um, you're probably looking 25 to $40. Oh, I sold a Jane Fonda, Ted Turner on a ball yeah, for $250. Balls immediately double. Okay, uh, anyone okay. on a ball, even non-baseball people, yeah. people love collecting. And they, if you have that mix, yeah. Turner, there's less Turner autographs around than there are Fonda. Now, Mike Love of the Beach Boys, he's uh, lived for quite a while and signed quite a few things. I mean, Dennis Wilson is the rare one because he's the one who was involved with the Manson family and then died mysteriously swimming, yeah. supposedly. Um, he'd be, uh, Dennis Wilson's probably three, $400, but a Mike Love, maybe forty, fifty. Of uh, The most interesting autograph you have is the Bono because, of course, U2's not, doesn't need to sign for, uh, you know, first of all, they don't do a lot of autographs in the mail like Hollywood stars would have done, but also they never need the money. So the only place you're going to get them is at a charitable event yeah. or if you're lucky enough outside a venue where he's playing. So I think a Bono is probably worth two to $500, depending on what it's on, but it needs to be authenticated. Yeah. Nobody's going to buy it unless we have some sort of, a, a known third party, a PSA, JSA, Beckett uh, person who's authenticated this, and then you're going to get top dollar for it. So yeah. who would authenticate that? Becca? Well, 
well, we we are the, it, I mean, Paul and I can authenticate here, and we have some notoriety in the Toronto market, but when you're selling something like that, it's like Paul always says, you're selling to the world. You really need somebody who has worldwide clout. Yeah. And really, there's three companies. There is, a, there is a smaller company in Kitchener called KSA. No, no, don't use it. Well, I mean, I mean whatever, it. for Canadian, some people use them, but really, you've got to go to PSA, JSA or Beckett, and those yeah. are the three. And if there are other people that specialize just in a certain autograph, like there's a guy named Frank Lozo does the Beatles. Yeah, he's known for that. But really, it's the three biggies. If you want to get top dollar, you have to go to them. We will be mentioning on our show when we have a, an event, as we call it, where you'll be allowed to bring up your stuff. We will get it authenticated for you. And then you can sell it or keep it, but we'll do the authentication for you. And then you'll have a price. And if you know that it's $800, you say, well, I like this photo, but I don't like it $800 worth. Right. You know, that's what happened. But we suggest we can't do it right now because the border's closed. Right. Yeah, we fly them up probably four times a year to do this. And so we can give people much better rates because they don't have to ship it down. Nothing's going to get lost. But the problem is, and they want to come up. They said the other day I was talking to them. They said, we can't wait to come up because they love coming up here and yeah. take care of them, take them to dinner and stuff. But the they, I have to quarantine them for 14 days. So I have to pay these guys for 14 days if I bring them up, even though I probably only need no, no, two or wait three. A minute, wait a minute. I got a better idea here. Okay. Right. This is to plug my show. You have to listen to my show for the next 10 weeks. And one time in the next 10 weeks, hopefully, we'll be telling you when this happens. We will be advertising it on this show. And I'll say here... For all those people who got um, autographs you want to authenticate, now's your time. So this is like a little teaser. I didn't okay. do very good at this today. Well, well, not bad. The only thing is if COVID does keep going, I'm eventually just going to ship everything. So I can yeah. ship other people's materials too, but it costs me a lot more money. We're looking at huge boxes of yeah. items to be shipped, and the value of them is very high. So you you don't like any risk of getting lost. That's the other nice thing. If, if somebody does bring it to us and we get it done for them, we can insure it. Well, but if we get it done at our location, if it's not good, say for some reason they just can't authenticate it, it's not meeting the exemplars they have, we don't charge them. Whereas if you mail it in, you pay no matter what. Yeah. So our guys would say, sorry, that's a secretarial. You don't pay a cent. You send it down to those guys, you still pay the $100 or $200 or whatever yeah. it is. And a bono would be 100 to 200 to authenticate, but we can get it done for less if we bring them up here. People have these things at your home. I bet you you look... I'll bet you people are listening right now, I'm going to say that a thousand people, or maybe a thousand aren't listening, a thousand people look around the room and they'll have something signed on the wall that they got and they forgot about it. I'm looking around my room. I got Bobby Hull on one. I Charlie got Charlie Watts. Charlie Watts. I've got, these are just autographs that I have just sitting there that I'm not going to There's sell. a couple of police warrants over there. That must be signed no. by the chief of police. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart over there and with Dolores Del Rio. In Cheyenne Autumn. So, yeah, I have a couple of things. I'm a big uh, fan of this. Also, in one of the auctions we have coming up, this is a little bit of a plug. There's going, if you like your old movies, I'm going to be selling all sorts of DVDs. We're going to be selling all sorts of uh, books on movie stars and sports that you would, if, if you were getting them somewhere else, it cost you a fortune to get them mailed to you. We're going to be putting them in groups three and four. You've done too many teasers now. Okay, okay. Stay within yourself. Next call. Okay. <laughs> we have Mary in Mississauga. Hi, I was listening um, with the um, to the other lady that called about the autographs, and it made me 
think that off the top of my head, I've got two. One is Doug Henning, the magician. He's yeah. um, most Canadian. And the other one I have is Robert Goulet. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You've got some good Canadian talent there. But yep. How many people can I... I well, Robert Goulet is a little tougher just because he's... Rock and roll stuff sells better than the crooners, yeah. unless you're Frank Sinatra. Yeah. So Robert Goulet's probably still a twenty-five to fifty-dollar autograph. But if it's say on one of his programs, you were at the Keefe Center and got signed, yeah. that would be worth more. No, when he was at the stuff. um. Oh, remember that room that was the Imperial Imperial Room. He used to play there. Yeah, the Imperial Room. Yes, when he was at the Imperial Room in Toronto. Thank you. You're reading my mind. Thank you. We do that as well. That's another show we're going to have. We don't mind <laughs> so that's when he was there. And right. actually, uh, yes, I did see him in Vegas, but I think the autograph might be from... No, okay. it was when he was in that show with Barbara Eden. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, regardless, it's depending on what it's on. Is it on a photo or... Oh, you know what? Paper? I didn't want to take go and look it up. It's just she jogged my memory. Um, okay. And I don't think it would be on a photo it might be okay. on part of a program okay. and we'll, then we'll, the we'll other one is doug henning excuse me one second and i say this all the time you just said your memory this is the perfect time for other people and yourself go out after the show don't do during the show go find the item and write on the back where you got yes. it because later on if you want to sell it it adds provenance for it helps the person who authenticating it or if you want to sell it and we're all getting older, and all of our memories are getting shorter. Is that right? Writing on back does not hurt a photo unless you're talking about a $10,000 plus. Okay. So on, on a lesser photo like that. Now, Robert Goulet did live a lot longer than your other party, which is Doug Henning. Now, he's more, somewhat more collectible because there's huge collections like magic stuff. And some items came up earlier this week. And if you have Houdini items, yeah. some of these greats from the early 1900s, they're worth insane amounts of money, hundreds of thousands potentially. But Henning died in 2000, very young. He was only, I think, 50 years old or something. And uh, so his autographs probably more in the 75 to $100 yeah. range, again, depending on what it's on. Now, is it worth more or less if it's made out to someone? It doesn't hurt too much if it's if it's a current. Say you have like uh, Austin Matthews is with the Leafs, and uh, it's written to Jim, and you want to give it to Joe. That's not as good. But if it's Babe Ruth, people yeah. don't care too much. Yeah. They just want the Babe Ruth. So the older it gets, and the more value it has, like a Henning who died in two thousand, probably doesn't hurt as much. Goulet, probably not as much either. He's passed for a while. But on current autographs, it's better not to if you're going to sell them right away. But the longer you wait, the less it matters. Yeah, it would have been. If I kept it, you know, sometimes you don't think of these things being worth anything other than to yourself. Well, so, send us a photo um, if you can find them. We'd be interested. Yeah, so how much would the Doug Henning be, do you think? I think it could be 75 to 100, depending on what it's on. Okay. I remember it was when he was on King Street, so that would have been the Royal Alex, I guess. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And and um, But then you look after getting it authenticated? Yeah, we you can know do the all that. radio on the back, right? Oh, here it is. I've just found it. it it's... Um, it's, it's it's The ink is really faded, um, and then good. I wrote faded. the year on it. Um, and I've got a picture of him, but it is from the program. Yeah. Send off a, an image. Yes, here. Else Underneath, find it better. 
sales, S-A-L-E-S, at torontogoldsilver.com. Just say attention, Paul. How you doing? Something like that. And I'll try and get back to you on it. We'll get your value. And we'll also keep you on our list. So when we're getting the authentication guy comes in from JSA, we'll send you off an email and tell you to bring your item down. Okay? And um, so, yes, it's a full signature, Doug Henning, and it's in uh, 1985. Yep. Yeah. Just send a photo. That's great. Have a good day. Thank you very much for the call. Now, I also want to say, think about the thing. I bought this week, I bought, you know, Sill Apps. Yes. Uh, Captain of the Leafs. Great. Considered one of the greatest gentlemen in hockey history. And went on to be an MPP. Yes. Or MP. And he became extremely wealthy. He owned a lot of land in Kingston. I hope he had and, good uh, taste. taste he did taste very well. Desk. I bought his desk. I'm going to sell his desk. Okay. To someone who Was wants. there any papers in it? No. No. Oh, okay. But I have authentication. I know where it came from. came from another big collector. Right. And uh, it's something we're going to be selling. But, I, and also we want to talk about, how oh, we're going to run out of date. Oh, look at this. The show's done we already. Three, four hour show. I know. Okay. Well, I need listers. I got one lister last week to work for us. So we're going to be needing more people. It's work at home during this COVID times or this flip in history. Yeah, we are, you can call me at the store, 905-737-4653. Because we are, and we will deliver the item to your, we deliver boxes to your house. You list them. It's easy work. And then we pick it up and we drop you off a check. It's um, you, it's a no contact. It's like uh, curbside working for me. Can I go through all the things you never got to again this week of no, my list? No, you can. Why we go work on my list? You can tease them for next week, but we will never get to it. I can't help these things. Need a lot political items, Canadian politics, and royalty. I want to talk about that. We didn't get to it. Civil rights, and I want to talk about space stuff, oh, meteorites, yeah. all those items. We're not coming. Avro Arrow. Wait a minute. If, if okay, you're really fast at meteorites, you can tell your story. Yeah, I, you like that? I like that. No, I don't have a meteorite story. Of all items you pick, it's the only area I don't have a story. All right. Go no, ahead. but I want you to be fast about it. Well, you know, they, you uh, one meteorite sold for over $3 million. Is that yeah. worth more than your house? Yeah. Okay. Yes. See? But if you have a meteorite in your house and it come in. It's it, heavy. Be careful picking it up. It would destroy your house if it's in the basement. Well, the Russian one that came down, that was one of the biggest meteorites. And one interesting thing, I mean, I know we only have a second, but if you want a gold medal at the Sochi Olympics, yeah, each of the gold medals had a little piece of the meteorite, which had just fallen at near Sochi yeah. just six months before. They put that in all the gold medals. And they, as a result, they're some of the most expensive gold medals you could ever buy. Just more, not that the piece of meteorite's worth a lot, but it's such an interesting item. Do the family sell the gold medals? I, it that, happened. We have to go into that for next week. Okay, I want people who are looking for listers. Um, next week, we're live from the laundry room. We're having a big Thanksgiving show. A big Thanksgiving show. This is Glenn Pye and Paul Kenny. And have a nice weekend and wear a mask. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.